Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Execution is not just something that does or doesn't get done. Execution is a specific set of behaviors and techniques that companies need to master in order to have a competitive advantage. It is a discipline of its own. In big companies and small ones, it is the critical discipline for success now. Execution is not only the biggest issue facing business today, it is something nobody has explained satisfactorily. My guest today is Dan Barnett, speaker, consultant, and owner of Make or Break Execution. Dan is a recognized expert on business who appears regularly on CNBC's Squawk Box, Bloomberg, and the Wall Street Journal to speak on CEO confidence and leadership. I actually saw Dan speak, oh gosh, three, four years ago at a win breakfast, and I just absolutely loved the topic of execution, and I've been chasing him for years, and finally, Dan is here with me today, and so welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes. Thanks for inviting me. So, Dan, let's let's talk a little bit about your background so people understand why you are brought in to big organizations, lots of all around the world. You speak mm-hmm. all around the world on some of these core topics we're going to talk about today, leadership, culture, execution. Yeah. Well, I've been in business for over 30 years now. Uh, I was president of Pillsbury's Vandycamp's frozen food business and later all of their main meals. I was head of Nestle's juice businesses in the U.S., later all of their beverages, coffee, tea, cocoa, and so on. I was president and CEO of Constellation Brands Wine Company, which is the world's largest wine company. I was president of Weyerhaeuser's disposable diaper business, fact, I like to say that I'm one of the only people that know the food and beverage industry from both ends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, acquired a company with five other people called Koala Springs International. It's a new age beverage company, small company, about $16 million in sales. I was CEO of that, and we turned around and sold that to Nestle, which worked out pretty well for us. I was chief operating officer of Vistage International, which is the world's largest CEO membership organization for seven years. And I currently own this small company called the Primavera Company. It's my private equity company. Uh, we primarily have invested in apartment complexes for the last dozen years. And um, I currently sold all of, my apartment, all of my apartments over the last couple of years. And we're primarily focusing on regional banks, which I see a lot of opportunity in, and in certain restaurant concepts that I believe in. And um, I'm a global speaker. I travel all the world speaking and consulting with companies. That's awesome. That's a phenomenal background, and and I'm sure it it took you all over the world. Well, I I mean, I I think I've been pretty fortunate because I've had the opportunity to work with what I would consider to be extraordinary leaders once or twice. Mm -hmm. I found that there's certain things in the way that extraordinary leaders think and act that separate them from the more typicals we tend to run across. Well, and I think that, you know— in that, you know, because you deal with a lot of leaders, you're brought into these yeah. large uh, organizations, and 
there seems to be a, a gap between, you know, the promises they've made and the results their organizations delivered. So let, let's talk about some of the core of, yeah. you know, concepts that you have figured out over the years from idea to execution. <laughs> well, you know, in, in my experience, I, I really think there's two things. Uh, one is this whole thing about execution that we're talking about right now, which is how do you identify where you're going and what needs to get done that will cause you to get there and then get people to actually focus on it, all right? The other side of that has to do with the culture that you build in your organization. And if you can have that combination where you have a strong culture of committed people, you know, that are working together behind each other to take your organization where you want to go and have a good way to execute, that you become pretty much unstoppable at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so, and um, strategies I, I, in the middle of that, right? Strategies, <laughs> right, smack in, in, the, in the middle of it. And to me, it all starts with clear direction. I think all good performance starts with clear direction. Do you know where you're going? Mm-hmm. And if your clear direction can include not just what's going to be different about your company, how much you're going to grow, increase profits, change your product mix, that kind of stuff, which is important, but also what do you believe in as a company? And what's important to you as a company? You know, and a good example of this would be like at Google. So Google started by saying, we have a North Star. There's some place we're going that's really important to us that we believe in. We're going to try to organize the world's information and make it available to everybody on this planet. That's what we're, we're about. But also, we have a way to do that. We call it our OKR process. So this is their execution system. OKR stands for Objectives and Key Results. Everybody in this organization is going to have a set of objectives and a set of key results that are all connected to where we're all working towards the same thing. And that's the way we're going to behave in this company is through the OKR system. And if we do that, we'll achieve what we want to achieve. So what happened there was they didn't say we're going to become a $100 billion company, which they did, okay? What they said is, here's where we're going. Here's the way we're going to behave. This is going to be our execution method that will get us where we want to go. Think about what happened. Not only did they become a $100 billion company, not only did they really truly organize the world's information and make it available to everybody on this planet. Because you think about this planet, everybody on this planet has a cell phone these days. Right. If you have a cell phone, you're connected to the Internet, uh, all that information is available to everybody. They really have done that in an amazing way through their search engines. So you can find the information you're looking for, all right? Um, and so they, they, they just were able to do that. But here's another interesting thing. They were voted by Fortune magazine the best company to work for seven years in a row. So think about that. They know where they're going. They have a good way to execute getting there. And they built a strong culture where it's a great place to work. That is magic. Absolutely. So what I talk about is how do you create the magic for your company where you want to go? And, and, and that, that, that's what these, these, my concepts about execution are all about. So let, let's mm. talk about that because, you know, I think it's so important. You know, a lot of companies right now, we're at the beginning of a new year. They're strategically planning. Yeah. So how is it that you really help folks understand what is our North Star? And, you know, and I know when I saw you speak, you really talked about what is your core competency. So let's figure it because that because that's where everyone needs to start. Yeah. (laughs) 
So w- when you think about your North Star, what you're thinking about is, what do we believe in in this company? So the thing about your beliefs, and by the way, most leaders don't think about beliefs. That's for the pastors. Don't, don't mess with it. Don't worry about that. You know, you're thinking about results because that's where you want really. And I, I'm the same way. I mean, I want to get results. But what I learned is I couldn't get the results I wanted consistently unless I moved myself up that ladder and started with what do we believe in. Once I got clear about that for each company that I worked for, things really started to fall into place. And here's why. It's the way that the human mind works. I mean, it turns out that the way the human mind works is that beliefs drive behavior. And it's behavior that drives results. So if you start at the bottom of that and focus on results, and you don't pay attention to the behavior that has to take place in your organization, and you don't get clear about the beliefs that you have that, that you get people all together to go for something, you're going to have a hard time getting that, that result consistently. And it, again, the human mind has two major systems. One's called the neocortex, which is what makes us most human, really, because that's where our analytical capabilities are. That's where our language is. What separates humans, it really makes us most human, is our neocortex. But we have another part of the brain called the limbic system. The limbic system is about beliefs. It's about, uh, it, it's about emotions. It's about feelings, about intuition. It's about survival. And that's an old system of the brain. Some people call it the lizard system because even lizards have you know, a, a limbic system. But it turns out we make all of our decisions in the limbic system. We make no decisions in our neocortex where our little, little capabilities are. Hmm. This is why your list of things that are great about what you do doesn't really move people that much. They're making their decisions based on emotions and feelings and survival. That's how they make their decisions. Now, they may pop it up into that neocortex and analyze it and occasionally change it, but not that often. They've already made their decision in the limbic system. That's why starting at the top and dealing with beliefs is so powerful because now you have a reason. When you say we're going to organize the world's information to make it available to everybody on the planet, you know, that's why people buy your product. That's why people want to work for you. It's why people can get connected and passionate about what you're doing, both your customers and your people. And that's why I try to push people up and get them to think about non-corp speak, emotions, feelings, that sort of thing. If you can start with that, that's the right place to start. What I love about that, Dan, is it's like one sentence. <laughs> it's not shorter, a paragraph. Shorter of, is yeah. better. You know why? I, I, how, many, I mean, how many visions have you seen that are a whole page? Exactly. You know, and, but nobody can remember. I've built those myself. <laughs> I didn't know what my vision was. If, if you don't get it down to its essence, then people won't remember it. You want people to know what your beliefs are. Get it down to your essence. You know what Apple's belief was? They said, we're going to put a dent in the world. We're going to change this world in amazing ways with the things that we do. Put a dent in the world. That's what we believe in. And that's why people were there. That's why they wanted to be a part of that. It wasn't because of Steve Jobs who set all that stuff up because mostly he was not a great guy to work for. All right? When you read his biography. But they wanted to do that. So you start there. Once you get clear about that now, how do you execute it? All right. How do you, how do you exit? Now, um, my belief is, again, going back to the idea of getting things down to its essence, every company, there's a dozen or two dozen things that are important to them. And the problem is we try to do them all. 
And then we get tied up in these alligators and squirrels that pull at us every single day. And us and our people do not focus on the most important things in our organization. So what I'm saying is, let's figure out what's most important. And I tell the leaders, get involved with this. I'm not talking about micromanagement because micromanagement is mismanagement. I'm talking about leadership. Know what's most important in your company. The concept of the make or break, remember my talk's called make or break execution, is what's the single most important thing? Of all the things you have to do, what's the single most important thing you can do that will get you where you want to go? Know what that is and make sure your people know what that is. Now, you don't have to do it at all. But you want to make sure some of your organization is focused on the most important things week in and week out in your company. And once you identify what those are, and then you put some systems in place so people do stay focused on those week in and week out, now you start to look forward instead of backwards when you're running your business. We have to go to break. Having a great conversation with Dan Barnett, who is a speaker, consultant, and owner of Make or Break Execution. Want to find out more information? You can go to his website, makeorbreakexecution.com. We come back. I really want to focus a little more now, Dan, on the link between people and the strategy. We'll be right back. Sage International Incorporated helps you start your business and provides the ongoing support, information, and education to make sure you stay in business. For over 26 years, Sage International, a local Reno business, has been working with solopreneurs, real estate investors, nonprofits, and seasoned business owners, making sure you're structured in the right entity, taxed in the right way, so you protect your assets and reduce your taxes immediately. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515. Or visit sageintl.com. It's so sweet. The 10th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 21 and 22 in Yerrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Honeybees are amazing. Learn about products from beehives used for health and beauty, the history of mead, and how to make mead with your very own honey. Become a beekeeper at the 10th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 21 and 22 in Yarrington, Nevada. Register, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. That's nevadastatebeekeepers.org. It's so sweet. SunTech Storm Panels are the clear, tough, versatile way to lock out cold winter drafts on your windows and doors. Want to keep the cold out, the heat in, and save money? Call SunTech 352-9396 for fast, friendly installation. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, party animal, line one. My owner's mad because he spilled guacamole. He's going to be madder when he finds out it was me. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick and he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I Chihuahua. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. 
Welcome back, and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Very excited. I have Dan Barnett, who is a speaker, consultant, and owner of Make or Break Execution, and literally saw Dan speak for, I don't know how many years ago, been trying to get him onto the show because I really think that he is the true expert on how you move companies from idea to execution. And last segment, we talked a lot about the North Star, having that vision and being real clear. Dan, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, it takes people. So how do we align the people, the resources, once we've identified what we believe in? Well, let me give you an example from my own experience. So let's take Vandy Camp's Frozen Fish, which is owned by the Pillsbury Company. I was president of that division of theirs. And uh, what we wanted to do was become the number one brand of frozen fish in the U.S. The problem is this was the distant number three brand. And the number one brand was, and the number two brands were two and three times our size. So we had a long ways to go to be able to get there. And so we had to figure out what was the most important thing. So we talked to a lot of our customers. We did this big segmentation study. And what we found out is the only thing that people really care about when it comes to fish is freshness. That's it. That's the single most important thing. If you're going to have fish, you want this to be fresh. And you're feeding fish sticks to your kids. And you want your kids to have the freshest tasting product out there. And so once we understood that, we wanted to create the ability to need to literally own freshness, even though we were a frozen product. And so we went to work on that. Now, it turns out we didn't actually have the people we needed to end up getting the right kinds of people in there to actually change and us to really own freshness. Now, our competitors, which was Mrs. Paul's and Gordon's, they were talking about crispiness, crunchiness, tastiness. Nobody was owning freshness, so we're going to own that because we knew that was the most important thing to our customers. So I went to my head of, of HR, a woman by the name of Pat. I said, Pat, we got to get some people in here to help us figure this freshness thing out. How do we find the right kind of people? And she says, well, Dan, first of all, we have to figure out who you and the senior leaders are in this company. I go, really? How do we do that? She said, we're going to bring in a psychologist, wow. Dr. Rose. <laughs> He's going to study you. And he's going to figure out who you are. Because when we bring people in, we want them to fit. We want them to be the kinds of people that really are, are in the same pages as, as, as the leaders are of this company. So, I gotta find, you know, so we're going to figure that out. So I said, fine. They went to work on that. Um, and uh, Dr. Rose studied us. We were doing Rorschach shock tests and all that kind of stuff. And about a week later, I was walking past Pat's office. And I said, Pat, have you gotten the results back from, uh, the, from Dr. Rose? She goes, yeah, I just got it this morning. I said, what did you find out? She said, it's not pretty. (laughs) I said, really? What? She goes, well, you guys are kind of strange. You guys are so competitive. I mean, you literally compete with one another, not just the competitors. We got to balance that out when we bring people in. We're going to find people that are competitive because you all are, but are balanced out. And aren't competing with one another. We want to grow the culture in this company. We bring these people in. So I said, okay, let's do it. We never hired another person for the next five years that Dr. Rose didn't interview. We wanted to be sure that the people we came in were not only competitive, but they were balancing out 
our competitiveness and making us the right kind of organization that we all want to be a part of. So what happened there was we identified how important freshness is. We brought in the people that could help us do that well, and we changed everything. We changed our sourcing. We came up with much fresher tasting product. Literally, it's, it's in the ocean. They bring it out of the ocean. They fillet it, and they flash freeze it within a half an hour of it swimming around. Totally changed. We changed our manufacturing. We changed our advertising. We developed advertising that was in the top 2% of all commercials ever tested, all about the freshness concept. It's called the flipping box commercial. A lot of people remember that. But that we, you know, we, we did that. We changed everything. And, uh, but the key there was we brought in the people that really fit what we were doing. They had the background, and they fit the organization. They balanced our, our company out. So we became very, very strong. Right people and the right strategy focused on one thing, our make or break freshness. And what happened, we went from the distant number three brand with an 11% market share to the number one brand with a 22% market share. Mrs. Paul's dropped from a 28 market share to a 20, and Gorton's dropped from a 21 to a 19. We were the number one brand of frozen fish in the U.S. And it's an example of how if you can combine the two, you can get there. I talked a little bit about Google earlier. Uh, the co-founder of Google, uh, he made a statement once. He says, you know, when we started, we had a very, very strong algorithm, better than anybody else's. We could do search better than anybody. And we had that. But he said that's not what made us successful. It was this OKR system, our ability to bring in people and focus them the way that we did that ultimately got us where we wanted to go. And we did the exact same thing there at Bandy Camp's Frozen Fish. And it's an example of how you can pull those together. So one of the things that I took away from that is it didn't happen overnight. No. And I think that's where a lot of people go, okay, we've sat down, we've created this strategy, our expectation is within 12 months that we're going to be whatever. And I think what a, a great message you just shared is once you figure out your North Star, what's your make or break, now building the culture and the people of the organization, yeah. it should take a little time. Yeah. And the time can vary dramatically. I mean, I see all kinds of things. I've probably presented to over 15,000 presidents and CEOs around the world, all right? And all of them have different stories about how they progressed. In my own experience, that took a little while at Bandy Camps because we had really big, strong competitors fighting us every step of the way. Um, at Juicy Juice, at Nestle, we tripled our size in three years. We had a 45% increase in our business the very first year. So it really depends on what's going on in terms of the speed that it happens. But, but you know, you do have to have perseverance and patience. Sometimes it takes longer. If you don't even have the people and you have to change that, that's going to take a little longer. You know, if it's just you didn't have the right strategy and you fix that, that can be faster. And it really depends on your competitors and everything else that's happening in the market. But yeah, it, the range the, the the range can change dramatically. It can be quick, but it can also take a while. Well, you got to have perseverance. Well, the other thing I heard is that every CEO should go through a psych exam. <laughs> 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 that's I a mean, good you know, starting point. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, see what's underneath that. You know yeah. what's underneath that? Self awareness. Yeah. I didn't have that much self awareness about myself at that point in time. I was the youngest officer in the history of the Pillsbury Company. I was very young when that all happened. 
I can't say I had a lot of self-awareness. What I've learned, if you're going to be a strong leader, understand who you are, what you're good at, what you're not so good at, so that you can build an organization that can be good at what you're not good at, so you're balancing that out and can support what you are good at. The better you understand yourself, uh, the more success you're going to have as you build an organization that's going to get you where you want to go. In the end, it's your people that create your success. You become a CEO by being good at what you do, and so you think what you do is good. But you find and you learn literally at the gut level as you grow that it isn't you. It's your people that create your success. So you focus more and more on that. You focus on, do I have the right people? Am I developing my people? Are my people engaged? Are they, are, are they, are they working well together? Do they have good systems to keep them facing forward as an organization? And you focus more and more on that because in the end, uh, that's what, what makes all the difference. Absolutely. Wow. I could just keep going on with you, Dan. This is Dan Barnett. I hope you will check out his website, makeorbreakexecution.com. You can also email Dan at dan at makeorbreakexecution.com. He is local. So if there's an organization out there listening that could use some help, uh, with leadership, culture change, execution strategy, Dan's the guy. So thank you so much for being here. Well, and thank you for a, having me. Yeah, just a quick final thought for our listeners. Final thought that I would have is it's your people that create your success and focus on building a strong organization of people that are committed, that are, that are basically covering each other's backs and uh, believe in what you believe in and what your organization believes in, you'll have great power in your organization if you can accomplish that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.